0: Greetings and humble salutation scholars, I'm your host, Devadra Ponder, here with another episode of the College Corner Podcast. Today we're going to have a great discussion about preparing for a successful interview with our special guest, Mr. Wayne Jackson, the Director of the Ginsburg Center for Inclusion and Community and Engagement at the University of Central Florida. Let's tune in. Hello scholars, welcome to another episode of the College Corner podcast. Today I have the privilege of being here with Mr. Wayne Jackson, one of the higher education professionals at University of Central Florida. I'm going to allow him to introduce himself. How you doing, Mr. Jackson?
1: Doing fine. How
0: about yourself? I'm doing pretty well. I wanna just dive into the conversation of how students can have a successful interview. I know interviewing is something that is essential when it comes to getting a leadership position, when it comes to grad school, different scholarships, and most importantly, securing a career or a job that's gonna give us some money in our pockets. So what is your advice that we can offer to our scholars for having a successful interview?
1: Well, I think one of the first things that students need to understand is that they have to prepare. Let me repeat that again. You have to prepare. You should not go into an interview and it's your first time getting those questions. All right. You want to do what, well, what we call here at UCF. You want to do mocks, And the advantages is okay. when you're in college, all right, most of the career services at the universities and the colleges around the state provide you with opportunities where you can practice interviewing. Um, I know at UCF, you can actually practice interviewing and then individuals will critique your answers so that you can get them right. Because it's better, it's it's like being an athlete. You know, if you were an athlete, you practice almost every day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, for a game on Saturday. So you're practicing five times a day for just that one game. Interviews are the same way. You want to practice, practice, practice for your interviews so that when it's game time and game time is when you're actually being interviewed by that employer, you are ready, you are prepared, and you're willing to knock it out the park.
0: I can definitely attest to that because when I was an undergrad, I was one of those students where high achieving in high school, I came in as what I thought, you know, hot, you know, being on campus as a freshman, getting involved. And sometimes you can fall into the trap of, oh, I know. Oh, I know. I know. And the best thing that you can do is to accept that you do not know everything and you can learn from everybody. And so by going to different mock interviews and going to the career center on campus, the main thing that I learned that was different was learning how to ask employers or the people that's interviewing you questions and having things to prepare to ask them. So I definitely appreciate you saying that because mock interviews and learning how to better prepare yourself.
1: As someone who Teaches freshman students, one of the things, and we just had this conversation in my class today, one of the things that they're learning is that what you did in high school is entirely different than what the expectations are for college. Um, Many of my students now are actually having to have to study and they will admit, I didn't study in high school, there was no need to study, you know? They're also admitting that they have to work on their time management because in, they didn't study in high school, so they had plenty of time. And now you have to actually put, a, put aside time to actually study. So really, you know, what you did in high school and what you're doing in college are like two different beasts, two entirely different things. And you can't take the bad habits or even the habits that you had in high school and bring them to college. Many times that will lead to an unsuccessful result. That is very true, and
0: I would like to ask, for our students who may be a bit more on the anxious side or a little more nervous, what advice would you give them for finding those areas or those spaces on campus to improve on career skills and um, getting ready for interviews?
1: Well, really, your career services area, whether it's the state college or whether at the university, is that place to go. Um, As a matter of fact, it just so happened last week, one of my former students who now works for an energy company, is now a recruiter. And she was on campus last week to review resumes, She critiqued students' resumes and then they did mock interviews. So not only does the career services area do mock interviews, but a lot of times companies will come onto the campus and inform students they're going to be there and they can do mock interviews with them. Now, what's the advantage of that? Well, the advantage is, is that you're networking with the individuals in that particular company, especially if that's the company that you're interested in. Two, they're critiquing you on your resume, if you want to get your resume critiqued, and they'll critique you critique you on mock interviews. So really, you're getting a three for one. And so one of the things I tell students all the time, especially as they're freshmen and even moving into sophomore or junior year, networking is key. And when you get to college, you want to be very strategic about what you do. And let me give you an example. So if there's a particular company that you want to work for, that you're interested in, you want to learn as much as you can about that company. And then you want to go in every time they come to campus. You want to be there to talk to them. You want to talk to them. You want to shake hands with them. You want to be able to stay in contact with them because, see, this is about networking. I mean, that's what I tell students here. You want to be very strategic from the time you roll into college until the time you leave. Because the strategy is to have either job interviews or jobs where they're actually offering you a job or if it's graduate school, graduate school acceptances. And so You want to be able to do everything you can while you're here at the university from your freshman, your sophomore, your junior year to prepare you for what I call the day after graduation. Because we know the day of graduation, it's party time. You're going to be with your parents. You're going to have yourself a good time. But it's the day after graduation where people, if you don't have a job or you don't have a graduate school acceptance, you're like, OK, now what? All of those things should have been done while you were in college. And especially in the state of Florida, because there are so many companies that are looking to hire Florida graduates that you should be able to get multiple job interviews, multiple job acceptances or graduate school acceptances before you actually walk across the stage for graduation. I definitely agree with that. And
0: like you were saying, it's all about that preparation. It's easy to see our end goal or where we want to be. But the hard part is putting the work in on the journey, getting to that that final endpoint. So like you said before, getting to your career office, um, finding the courage to ask for help. That's a big thing, learning how to self-advocate, but it's a big part of becoming a young adult and being a successful one at that. So I definitely appreciate that. And for our you know, anxious students or that are nervous, I remember you giving a reference before. If you pay for a service, like I'm going to a party, I pay for the entry. I'm gonna go into that party. I'm not just gonna pay for it and then turn right back around and go home. And it's the same thing with school. If we're we're paying to go to school, take advantage of every resource, take advantage of every office. And I appreciated you saying that because that opened my eyes even post graduating. Like, yeah, that is a great way to look at it.
1: Yeah, you've got to take advantage of it. Career Services is one. Um, Here at UCF, we have the Supplemental um, Academic Resource Center, or the Student Academic Resource Center. We call it START. They provide tutoring. They provide supplemental instruction. You've got all these different labs, all these different opportunities. And one of the things I'll say for the students that are currently in college, because even for the students that are coming, one of the things that students don't do is they don't use their professor's office hours. And that is one of the things I would recommend they do because that way you get to know the professor, especially if it's a professor in the major that you were in and the professor has done or could be doing what you wanna do. You wanna you know, pick their brain. How, why did you do that? How did you do it? What advice can you give for me? taking advantage of the resources that are here because once you graduate, those resources probably won't be there for you. I Listen, I appreciate
0: that so much. We had an episode a couple months ago back about taking advantage of your professor's office hours because they are a resource. You are directly paying this person to help you succeed and that's their job. So I definitely appreciate that. And I just want to transition a bit into attire. So a lot of interviews now are virtual, some are still in person and and appreciating both, but the attire and how you present yourself is so essential and I think um, during COVID year a lot of traditions or maybe lessons that got lost in translation happened and so what are some resources that you have heard of that our colleges and our universities are using to help our students when it comes to presentation and attire?
1: Well, attire is important because, you know, what's the first thing that people see when they see you is what you're dressed with. And so if you're coming to an interview in flip flops, in jeans, and a T-shirt, then a lot of employers will think that you're really not serious about the job. And so you need to know what is the extent. Expected attire for that particular organization now if it is uh let's just say maybe i'll just use an example let's just say it's google because for google a lot of times they are okay with individuals coming in in jeans and t-shirt and maybe that's okay for the interview all right because that's what they're used to. But for many companies, the attire is either business casual or business professional. Business casual, dress nice, nice blacks uh, for guys, a shirt with a collar uh, for females, the skirt or a pantsuit, uh, nice uh, blouse, those types of things. Now, business professionals, when you want to do a tie and you're basically in a suit. And so those are the things that you need to find out. And you can find that out from your career services area uh, in regards to what would be the expected attire. If you're coming with uh, flip flops, uh, shorts, they're not letting you in because you are representing the university as well as you're representing yourself. And so they they wanna make sure that you address properly for the employers that are going to be here to interview our students.
0: And there is nothing wrong with setting a standard, especially when most of our campuses in the state of Florida have free, again, free access to professional clothing closets that are giving out different blazers and pants and slacks and blouses and shirts. So the resources are there. A lot of the times you just have to take the time to research it and go find it on your campus to take advantage of it, scholars. So please and make let me sure add- that- you-
1: Yes, sir. Now I was gonna say, let me add this because there's this thing that I tell a lot of students because you know, money is important um, not all of us have the funding to go out and buy $300 and $400 suits. But beyond just what you talked about that might be available on campus, go to your local thrift stores. Um, there's probably a thrift store in your area. Uh, I know people that have bought a whole suit for $8. I, I saw someone, and that someone was me, <laughs> who went to a thrift store. I bought a $250 suit for $25. That's so, good shopping. That's good shopping. <laughs> really good shopping. And so there are opportunities there where you don't have to spend a lot of money and you can get a good quality suit. You can get good quality shirts. Um, I went to a thrift store and I got a nice dress professional shirts, white shirts, still had the tag on them, $6. And so those are opportunities where you don't have to spend a lot but you look like you've spent a lot. That's the key part.
0: I can agree with that because I, I grew up with that type of family where we're thrifting. We're going to go to different consignment shops and there's power in that. Cause like you said, you can find brand new items, high quality items for a very good bargain. So scholars, don't be afraid to take out a weekend, go get some friends, network, and find some people in your college. You guys go out and, and shop and find some professional clothes. As we continue to go on, Do you have any advice for our students who may not have the traditional career routes? I either, maybe not, they're they're more of a liberal arts of a major, so our writers, our English, our our more art-based students who are looking for different career opportunities or internships or just experience, experiential learning experiences.
1: Well, let me throw this at you. I'm gonna use my nephew as an example. My nephew was an English major, liberal arts English major, and he did a study abroad in London and met this young lady there and, you know, they stayed in contact with each other. And she was into the STEM major. And so after he graduated, he was looking for a job. So he reached out to his network and she was one of the individuals. And she said that, well, you know, she had applied for this IT consultant position, but she didn't want it. And so she sent the information to him. And as an English major, he applied for that position. They interviewed him. He got the job. And he's been working in that field now, oh gosh, at least 20 years. But he was an English major. He didn't know anything about IT. They taught him, you know, when they hired him, they they, um, sent him the classes and they taught him. And so one of the advantages of liberal arts is that you have a lot of flexibility. You have a lot of flexibility to go any number of places. And so don't think of it as a negative, think of it as a positive. Because as I tell students, what that degree does, the degree that you get, what it does, is it allows you flexibility to go in any number of different routes. Um, for example, I was mass communications, radio and television. And for the last 36 and a half years, I've been working in higher education. How could I do that? because I had a degree and the degree allowed me the flexibility. If people thought I could do the job, the degree allowed me the flexibility. That's why it's so important to get that education because that education will lead you into areas. I never thought I'd be working higher ed. I mean, I thought I'd be a news reporter and I'd be doing that for all of my life. And It didn't work out that way. And so here I am and I've turned a career into higher education. So don't think because you're a liberal arts that that you're, you know, just in a little box. No, you've got all kinds of opportunities. You can apply for almost anything you want if they're willing to train you. And depending on if you're a good interviewer and you show them that you have the skills that they're looking for, Most employers don't have a problem training you, and you just go from there. So the opportunities are, are immense out here in regards to what you can possibly do if you're a liberal arts major.
0: That It reminds me of a sentiment I heard growing up. Hard work will always beat talent when talent just isn't good enough. When you prepare and you work hard, you are going to always put yourself in the different spaces and places to be blessed or to have a good outcome because you're prepared and you're working hard. So I definitely appreciate that. One of the last questions I wanted to ask and... This is something I definitely want to pick your brain with. What are some common mistakes that you have seen or heard that a lot of our younger generation or our young professionals are making
1: in interviews? Uh, well, I'm going to get back to the original question, not being prepared, not researching the companies that you're interviewing with, not knowing anything about them, um, not I mean, I had a student once where I was introducing her to a large retail company. She was like a marketing major. And so she she met with the company. We were at a career fair and I knew this representative at this company. And so I went over, I took her over, I introduced her. And so one of the things that, while we're standing there, one of the things that the company representative said was, tell me, what is it that you wanna do for the next five years? and the student stumbled on the question. That's really, ladies and gentlemen, that is a standard question that just about everyone will ask. In the next three years, next two years, next four years, you should have a a set answer for that just automatic. She stumbled on it, but it was a learning process for her. And so we took that, because it was basically, she was being interviewed right then and there. She obviously did not do well, but one of the things I told her from now on, you need to be prepared. You know, you need to go through, do mock interviews, and that's what she did, and now she's like a director of marketing for a major city down in South Florida. For example, one of the things that a target rep told me once is that one of the reasons why she likes coming to UCF is because the UCF students know more about her company than she does. That's the way you want it. You want to have researched that company so that they are impressed and know that you are serious about this because you research researched everything. And, you know, you can do that by looking at business, um, I would say magazines online and just reading up on a particular company. But the preparation is obviously the key. Um, we talked about dress. You know, what is the expected dress? You can find that out from your career services area um, and just knowing and being confident in yourself. Sometimes people, I had a student come in the other day and they well, it's hard for me to talk about myself. No, that's the opportunity to talk about yourself when you're in the interview. Now, you don't want to be arrogant about it and you don't want to be braggadocious, but you do want to show them, I have the skills that you need in order to help your company because it's not about you. It's about how you can help that company be successful. Now, inside, it's about you because we all need a job because we got bills to pay. And so we know inside, it's about you getting that position. But externally, you want to let that company know, here, this is how I can help you. These are the skills that I can use to help the company go further. I If you're bilingual, you want to use that. If you had uh, in, internships or co-ops, you want to use that. If you're involved in student organizations, especially if you're in, in executive leadership, either president, vice president, secretary, treasurer, you want to use that. That shows your leadership skills, um, shows you were able to work in teams. All of those things are important to show the company that I have the skills that are needed, not only for this position, but to move your company forward.
0: That was amazing, Mr. Wayne. And I I appreciate you so much for bringing up confidence, because that's something that we have to teach a lot of our students. You have to have confidence in yourself that you, if you put in the hard work, if you are focused on your goals, you can accomplish it. it. It may take some lessons learned, but it's not a loss if you learn the lesson and you move forward.
1: And I will say with confidence, confidence starts with the handshake. When you shake a person's hand in eye contact In eye contact, is there, is it a firm handshake? Are you looking at person straight in the eyes? Because if you aren't and you give them a weak handshake, that lets them know automatically this person is not confident. But if you have a strong handshake and you're looking them right in the eyes, then hey, they're, you're letting them know from the beginning, I am a confident person and I'm the person that you need from for this job. You're like, well, how do you know that from a handshake? You'd be surprised what a handshake will, will tell people. And so <laughs> then from there, you answer the questions with confidence. Guess what? Next thing you know, they're selecting you for the job.
0: <laughs> and that's what we want to hear, scholars. So make sure that you have confidence and that you keep it consistent. Those are our two letter C words for this season confidence, and consistency. Mr. Jackson, I really appreciate you for joining me today on the College Corner Podcast. We've had a great discussion. Is there anything else you would like to leave for our scholars? No, just understand
1: the only person that can stop you is you. That's college. Sometimes we are our own worst enemies. Go in with confidence, but if you're going to go in with confidence now, you have to be prepared. Mm-hmm. i'll add that p in there too prepared you got to be prepared but you go in with confidence and even if it doesn't work out that's all right it's a learning process and so as you learn you will eventually see how successful you will be
0: and i definitely agree with that make sure you guys check us out on the next episode of the